As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Getting a divorce, even thinking about getting a divorce, can be overwhelming, scary, and sometimes exciting. Join divorce coach and mediator Mandy Walker for conversations about divorce. The more you know, the easier it will be to make your divorce healthier, less stressful, and to put it behind you. Here's Mandy. Welcome to Conversations About Divorce. I'm Mandy Walker, and today we're talking about getting divorced with adult children. There's a common tendency for people to assume that if the kids of a divorcing couple are adults, then they'll be fine, that you don't need to worry too much about it. Um, there's, but in reality, there's been little research on the impact of divorce on adult children, and there's little guidance. And what we know anecdotally, though, is that divorce has a huge impact on adult children and it's becoming more and more of a concern because until recently divorce among people with long-term marriages was less common these days it's different in fact gray divorce that's people aged 50 and up is increasing and that means more and more adults are experiencing their parents divorce and what we're finding is it's not any easier and it comes with its own set of problems and complications joining me today to talk about this is karen covey Karen is a divorce attorney who's turned into a divorce advisor and coach. Her mission is to help people understand their divorce options so they can make the choices that will help them not only survive their divorce, but put them into position to thrive afterwards. Welcome, Karen. Thank you. It's good to be here. Karen, one of the things that you um, pointed out in a recent article you wrote about adult children is that um, reminding them that the divorce is not their responsibility or even in trying to get their parents to go to marriage counseling. Um, that's, we stress about it not being the children's fault with minor children. Do you think that um, adult children take this on as much as minor children do? I don't know if they take it on as much as minor children do because, as you said, there is a woeful lack of research in this area, probably because up until recently, there really weren't that many adult children of divorce because people over 50 didn't divorce you know, at the same rate that they do now. But what happens is that adult children take responsibility for their parents' divorce in a different way. They might, might not feel that they're necessarily responsible for the breakup of the marriage, right. but they feel responsible for their parents' unhappiness for all the years that they stayed together just for the kids. So the kids take on an incredible amount of guilt 
not for the divorce, but for the fact that they feel responsible for making their parents unhappy. So that's the flip side to with staying together for the sake of the children is they, then when the children are older and you do divorce, they um, just feel guilty about that and think, why did they stay together for me? Exactly. And that's something that most parents don't even think about. I mean, it would never occur to them until I started diving into the research on the subject. It, it didn't occur to me. I would think, you know, okay, so you're the, the kids are adult. But the kids can take the divorce and it can hurt them just as much as it can a younger child. And in some ways, depending on the situation, it can hurt them more. There's an interesting TED Talk um, by a woman. Her name is Professor Afifi. And she was talking to children and college-age children and about their parents' divorce. And what she found was that the kids who took it the hardest were the ones who didn't see it coming. So it's ironic because parents mm. try to stay together for the the sake of the children. They put on the happy face. They put on a front. But if they're really good at it, they protect their children so well that when they do get a divorce, their kids are completely blindsided. And then what happens is not only do the kids feel guilty, but it, it rocks their whole world because they start doubting yes. whether what they, they saw was yes. true. Yes, so you know? all the, those family vacations that they thought were happy family vacations become facades and it's then not what they at all seemed. And um, they have to, they kind of go through this whole process of rewriting their history or trying to figure out, well, what was real, what wasn't. Exactly. And the another effect of that is not only do they start, you know, going backwards in history and saying, what was real, what can I, what's solid in my past, what, you know, what was true, but they also then start looking at their own relationships, because if their parents were so good at, at covering up then, you know, is anything real? Is, yeah. is their current marriage or relationship that they're in, is, is that really real? Is that solid? Is, you know, or is that just a facade as well, as you put it? Yikes. So do you have any um, strategies that you've coached parents on, on what to do with their adult children in that situation? When you, you know, when they say, well, wait a minute, you know, I thought those were family, happy family vacations. You're telling me that you were just acting? Um, I think that for parents, the smartest thing is, to, first of all, is to, you've, they've got to walk the line because they want to share enough information with their children to, to reassure them that no, those weren't just, you know, it, they weren't fake. Those were the happy memories really were happy memories, but, you know, there were perhaps other memories that their children weren't privy to, other situations their children didn't know about that were going on behind the scenes and that the parents were doing it or protecting the children out of love for the children, not because it was fake and it's not the children's responsibility for what the parents' choices were at any given time in life, whether it was stay to, whether it was to stay married and stay together for a while or to divorce now. So that's first. Um, another thing is that parents can do is listen to their children, right? So when their their kids are going to have an opinion about the divorce, they're going to have feelings about the divorce, and the parents need to put aside their own hurt 
in that time and just listen to their kids and let them vent and know that their kids are going to be angry, you know, at them for a while. Their their kids may be not they may be upset, they may be angry, they may be frustrated. They're they're going to have an opinion and as a parent you've got to let the child vent, let the child have their opinion, but not play into it. I mean, a mistake right. that that a lot of people make is they they overshare with their adult children because they think well they're adults they can handle it and that's not necessarily true right so 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 just go back for a moment i'm going to come back to oversharing in a minute but um i want to just stick with that kind of helping your child to um, Mm -hmm. understand multiple realities maybe is that you know you could reassure them that no that you know that those good times that we had we were still having fun and it's it wasn't fake we weren't acting i was still enjoying it and there's nothing that i would rather be doing than be on vacation with you guys and um but the reality is that you your dad and i or your mom and i aren't able to stay married what i hope you'll take from this i mean you could use that as um setting a framework for future family occasions and even say you know i hope that you know the fact that your dad and i can or your mom and I can be on vacation together. I, you know, my my hope is that Thanksgivings or Christmas um, in the future, we will be able, or your college graduation, we'll be able to celebrate that together, even though we're not married. Right, but you know, the other thing is too, you don't want to put the cart before the horse. Right, and what 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 I mean by that is that you know, a lot of people do they do want to be friends after their divorce they want to they know they're going to continue to be parents together no matter what forever so they you know they think they have this ideal of oh we'll spend holidays together and oh we'll just be we'll be the the perfect family but just different and that's a beautiful ideal and it's something that a lot of people can achieve but it there's often a lag time in between the time your marriage breaks down and the time you can do that. And I see so many people (laughs) who put pressure on themselves and say, well, I want to be best friends with my ex. And you're like, yeah, but you haven't even divorced him yet. Get through the legal process first. (laughs) Right. And if you're not friends immediately, that's okay. It doesn't mean you're not going to ever be, you know, friends or, you know, or be on good terms with them. The goal is to try to get through your divorce in the least contentious way that you can and so that you maintain a civilized relationship that in time can grow back into a friendship. Right, right. But it doesn't always happen right away. No, no, definitely. Um, I think that it's up to, it seems like each each family has to figure out when's the right time and sometimes, you know, sharing family dinners right in the midst of getting divorced is just too painful and doesn't help things. So... Um, you talked a little bit about oversharing. Um, yes. And that's something I think that people with minor children understand very well, but with adult children, it somehow, maybe because your relationship with your child has matured and maybe you're used to talking about more things with your child. Um, so it, it seems like it's it's natural or you don't really think about oversharing the details of the divorce um but what are some of the dangers with what would you class as oversharing and what are some of the dangers there the hardest thing for a parent is to is to know where that line is and 
the reason that oversharing becomes even trickier with adult children is because they're going to ask the questions that younger children won't. Like your adult child may just come right out and say, was dad having an affair or was mom cheating on you? Yes. And you know, that's not a question you're going to get from your two-year-old, right? And if you get it from your 10-year-old, you can dodge and weave a little bit better. But when you get it from your adult child, especially if, let's say, an affair was involved, you you feel like you need to tell them about the affair because that's going to, you know, it, it justifies your reason for the divorce. It explains everything. You want to be honest with them. We all value honesty in our close relationships. So that gives parents the, like, the, the impetus to overshare. But then, what you know, nobody wants to know that their parent you know, with having a 10-year a, a affair and all the gory details of who it was and what they did and where it happened. And, you know, I mean, that's just nobody wants to know that about their parent. And to think that that won't damage a relationship with a parent is, is crazy. Of course it will, right? So you have to know the, how to draw that line between saying things weren't just, things just weren't working, working out or maybe sharing the fact that, yes, an affair happened, but the details are none of the children's business. Karen, I'm glad you said that that last point, because in my show notes, I have here that, um, you know, we're not responsible for keeping secrets. And so, you know, if your spouse was having an affair, I don't think that it's your responsibility to keep that a secret. We're each responsible for our own choices. But at the same time, as you you said, there is no need to share the details. So you could say, yes, mom was having an affair. And when the child asks for more details, say, you know, that's something I prefer that you would just go and talk to your mom about. Right. And, you know, you've got to think what, what can help guide parents when they're making the decision, because how much to share or not to share is very individualized and it depends on the family and the circumstances and, and all of that. But what you can use kind of as your North Star to say, should I or shouldn't I share this, is to think about whether sharing it will hurt your child's relationship with their other parent and whether not sharing it will hurt your child's relationship with you. So if you make the, the question of what to share child-focused, that can help inform you about whether this is a piece of information that should or shouldn't be shared with your kids. Okay. And I've always found it with minor children, and I, and I do think the same applies possibly even more to adult children, is when you, you don't need to share all of those details because more often than not, the child will figure it out somehow. And um, especially with behavior and diff difficult behavior like emotionally or controlling abusive behavior, um, control over money. Oftentimes adult children already have a good sense of what's going on there. And then when they have to start dealing with that parent themselves directly without the other parent running interference, they start to understand pretty quickly what some of this... The, a lot more about the stresses in the marriage and maybe why the marriage couldn't continue. True. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about the, the case where the kids don't know that the parents' marriage was in trouble, but the truth of the matter is more times than not, the kids have a clue. Like they saw the parents not getting along. They saw, they heard the arguments 
or they they watched the behaviors that made the marriage crumble or that made staying together really difficult. So they know. Right, right. Um, Karen, we're going to take a, a quick break here. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Listeners, you're listening to Conversations About Divorce. I'm Mandy Walker, and today we're talking about getting divorced with adult children. My guest is Karen Covey. Karen is a divorced attorney turned divorce advisor and coach. Her mission is to help people understand their divorce, divorce options so that they can make choices that help them not only survive their divorce, but also put them in a position to thrive afterwards. And um, Karen, you have a free divorce toolkit to share with our listeners. I wondered if you could tell us a little bit more about that. Yes, I do. Um, One of the most important things when you're going through a divorce is to have everything organized to make sure you don't miss something that's important. So I've put together a toolkit with all sorts of different checklists and worksheets that people can use to help them get through their divorce in a better way. And it's downloadable for free off of my website, which is karencovey.com. It's, if you just stay on the website on any page for longer than I think, you know, a few seconds and scroll down and start reading the content, the, there'll be a pop-up on the website that you can just enter your name and email address and get the toolkit for free. Great. And I'll put the link to that in the show page and also on the synopsis on my blog afterwards. Um, Karen, kind of maybe going back a little bit to oversharing here, but um, wanted to talk to you about situations where um, there are untruths being said. And this actually happened to a friend of mine recently um, where one of her children, her adult children said to her, I don't think it's fair that dad gave you the house. And he didn't give her the house. It was part of the financial settlement. And Mm -hmm. so... And the children were very angry and upset about all of the divorce, but it was almost like, you know, she was forced into defending herself in that situation. You want, you want to take the high road, but you also want to make sure that um, you're not, the children don't think that you're taking advantage of their other parent. Right. So what what you can do as an option in that circumstance is to you know tell tell the children the bare minimum like yes i mean she can't deny that she got the house because she's in it right, right. clearly she got the house so so she could if she want to say something to the effect of yes i got the house um but your father got other financial assets that were worth as much as the house and you know the details of our settlement really isn't your business i'm I'm really sorry but that's not some something that i feel care you know that i feel comfortable sharing with you because i don't want to pull you into the middle so you know so she could convey enough information to let the kids know that there's two sides to every story right Uh, but the the details of that really are things that you know that shouldn't be shared with the kids because you don't want the children 
to, to take sides because taking, taking sides can have two negative effects. Number one, it can harm your relationship with the kids. And the other thing is that a lot of parents don't think about is if they have more than one child, it can harm the children's relationships with, with each, each other. other because it puts them against each other. That's right. Good point. One side's with mom, one side's with dad, and now you've got a family that's truly torn apart. Right. And I was thinking, too, kind of similar to what you were saying, you could respond a little bit more about explaining how the divorce process works. So, like, you know, it's important for you to understand that in any divorce, the parties have to share their financial information, and then the court oversees that and looks to make sure that there's an equitable division of financial assets. And your dad and I went through that process. So, yes, I do have the house, but... Overall, there was an equitable division of the financial assets. And like you said, you know, your dad got other finance, financial assets. Right. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, you you share the information, like the, the, the top-level information, but you spare them the details. Right. Right. That seems that's a, a common thread we're going through here. So <laughs> don't get yeah. into, into the details. So a, kind of a, a variant on um, oversharing, I think, is over involvement. Like one party has to move out or wants to move out of the marital home, calls up a child and says, you know, oh, I'm getting kicked out. I need a, a place to stay. Can I come and live in your basement? What a position to put your child in. And I know that, I mean, it's really, but, you know, it's one I understand a lot of times in divorce because divorce, you know, it's very financially charged too. And sometimes people don't have the a lot of options for leaving the house. You know, where are they going to go? But living in your kid's basement should really be a last resort. I mean, if you truly have no money and no place else to go, all right, maybe, but but even still, it's it's not ideal. So that's part of, you know, what happens in, in divorce. And it's another reason why you want to try to make your divorce as amicable and equitable as you can, because you're leaning on your kids essentially for financial support at that point. And no child wants to be in that position, especially when their parents are getting older. If the divorce has so devastated your finances that you now don't have the money to retire, or you you know you don't have money to take care of yourself when you're sick or things like that and now all of a sudden your kids are you know burdened with a responsibility that you never would have wanted to burden them with um, if you had you know thought about it or if your circumstances were different so and that's something that parents don't tend to think about when they're going through their divorce is that if they leave the other person destitute where do they think that person is going to go when they're 70 or 80? They're going to end up back with their kid, and that's really not what you want. And so the parent who has more money is still going to be looking at watching their child go through all kinds of emotional and financial hardship, perhaps, later you know, later in life right. because right. of the divorce. So it's, it's not a good, good place to be. Hmm. And I was thinking too with that question about moving in with your child, you you made the good point about finances, but I'm also thinking some of it might be uh, there might be an emotional reason why you're doing that, and and really if it's for emotional reasons, then it's don't do it. <laughs> Absolutely, I mean, and that's to your point. You know, a lot of parents they 
when you're going through a divorce, it is emotional, and you might you you might have seen it coming, but you're you're still a mess, or maybe you didn't see it coming, and then you're more of a mess. But your kids or your children, they're not your therapist. And parents of younger children know this, and if you know they get reminded of it constantly by everyone. Don't talk, you know. Don't use your kids for your emotional support. But parents of adult children don't necessarily get the same reminders. But really, if like they shouldn't be calling their children at two o'clock in the morning saying, "I'm so upset because you know your father yeah. left me," or you know, that's what do you think that does to your children? Right. But I think well, so they, some of the people that we're talking about. Um, the adult children are, are not college age kids. They're they're children in their forties, fifties, who have their own children, and I think you know there the 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 tide has already started to shift a little with maybe the those adult children taking on more responsibility for their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking, I mean, for the, one of the situations that comes up with some of that in that area is that the kids are trying to persuade you not to get divorced it's almost like for heaven's sake you've been married for 40 years and you've handled this for 40 years what is the point right and the the problem is that just because you've handled it for 40 years doesn't mean that you want to continue handling it for whatever is left whatever time is left in your life and the problem is no children ever want their parents to get divorced. I don't care if you're 2, 22, or 52. You know, nobody wants their parents to live separately, or very few people do, unless the marriage was really clearly bad. Then your older children are going to say, you know, bravo, Yay. good for you. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a really good thing. Um, but what, what you have to, and again, you have to walk that line, but whether or not you divorce – Yes, it will obviously affect your children, but it's your decision, not theirs. Right. And it's your responsibility, not theirs. So it all kind of ties together, but somehow you have to impart that, and you have to be ready for the emotional storm that might follow that when your kids say, but I have an opinion about this, and I don't think you should do it. Right, and they might be, I mean, some of the, I mean, they have their own vested interests, because they might be, you know, looking at the marital home as being their inheritance and um, thinking, well, that's how I'm going to pay off my student loan debt. And then um, things are changing now. Right. And so as a parent, you need to understand that your divorce will affect them in a number of ways. And the truth is divorce affects a lot of children, no matter their age, financially, you know, lifestyles changed, resources aren't as available, but it just affects them in a different way. And like you said, as an adult, they may have been counting on a different financial reality and they're going to need time to adjust to that reality. And the other thing is throughout all of this, don't be afraid to get professional help for you and suggest it to your kids. Now, since they're adults, you can't take, you know, make them go to therapy the way you could a younger child. But if they're struggling, if they're having issues, if they're angry or upset, you know, it, it wouldn't hurt to suggest gently, if you have to, that perhaps they might want to see a therapist as well. Right. Right. Um, 
I've got two more topics I want to try and touch on before the show's over. One is, um, and I think we, we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but like when you are divorcing, you do have to, each parent has to renegotiate their relationship with each child. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're no longer this one parent group. And I think that that's probably harder when they're adult children because they, especially when they're geographically removed and they're not at home, they have, the adult children have their own lives, so they have less time available They and it's there's no forced parenting time. Do you think it takes longer to see what a reformed or a... Um, I can't think of the right word, but your your whole family has changed. So that and each child is going to track on a different timeline, and it it just seems a lot more complicated with adult children or children who are away from the um, the hometown. It can be, um, and for all of the reasons that that you set out. I mean, most children. I can't remember the statistic, but by the time your children have graduated college they will have spent the most time with you that they're going to spend over the course of their lives which is really yeah wow yeah i hadn't heard that yeah it's not to say that you know you won't spend time together after they graduate college but when you think about it i mean from birth to age 18 you're around your kids maybe not 24-7 as they get to be teenagers and beyond, but pretty close to it, right? Yeah. And then yeah. even in college, they're coming home on the weekends, they're coming home for the holidays and for spring break and Christmas break, well, sometimes, and, you know, in summer break, so you're around them a lot. By the time they graduate college, unless they happen to have decided to live close to you in the same town, you know, you then you've got geography separating you. It's just not practical to think that you're going to see your kids all the time the same way that you used to. And so when you're divorced, like all those relationships that need to be renegotiated have to do it with constraints of time and distance. So you're not going to see them every single day and live through new situations and make new memories. And you know, for younger kids, they can think of life before the divorce and life after the divorce so they they'll grow up with two family histories well by the time the kids are an adult their family history has already been made so what you're trying to do is renegotiate that relationship with less time to do it and less proximity to do it in so it can become more challenging but then again today we also have a lot more technology yes. than we had decades yes. ago yes. so the, really the best thing that parents can do is to make use of that technology as much as they can and stay in contact with their kids as much as they can without overburdening them because, as you said, kids have their own lives and this is going to affect them and be a part of their, their new reality, but they, they might have their own family. They've, you know, they've got their own job, their own career, their own concerns. Right. And so you, know, you don't want to be the parent that tries to spend so much time with the children or takes up so much of their time that they start to resent it. Right. Um, and that kind of touches too. I should have mentioned this at the very beginning, but like when you're you're telling your children that you're getting divorced, the chances are it's not going to be all together in the same room with you and your spouse, like we usually tell people to try and do with minor children. Um, it's quite likely to be one spouse telling one child, and 
how do you manage that whole communication process so that like, child one doesn't suddenly pick up the phone and call si- their siblings and say, hey, guess what Daz just told me? Yep. And that's exactly what happens, and of course it will. I mean, they're not even going to wait to pick up the phone. While you're on the phone with them, they're texting their sibling and saying, you know, mom and dad are getting a divorce, OMG. So the best way to do it, if you can orchestrate a way to get everybody in the same place at the same time, that would be, that's optimal. still the best Um, way to do it. it's, It's still the best way to do it. If that's not possible under any circumstances, then you've got to do what you've got to do. But if you can find a way that you can maybe divide and conquer or get them all on a, a Skype call or a Zoom call. Right. I mean, it's virtual, but at least you've got everybody in the same place at the same time so you can have a conversation because otherwise you know one kid is telling the other kid before you get a chance to break the news to them. And that matters. How you hear about your parents' divorce matters. And who, you know, you, it, yes, who you hear it from, um, exactly. what are the words? It's like, I always like to see, think that all the children are going to get the same message. <laughs> right. I mean, they, they might get a very different message from their sibling, or even though you and your spouse may intend to give the same message to the kids, if you're doing it separately, they might not be exactly the same message, or the kids may hear different things and... It just things things get a chance to get muddled. So, however you can orchestrate getting everyone together, whether it's physically or virtually, at the same time in the same place, and that gives you the most control over what the message is that's communicated and how it's communicated. Great, great, um, Karen. We're out of time. Wow, that flew by. Yeah. It, it sure did. Well, there's so much to talk about when it comes to adult children of divorce, and it's a conversation that unfortunately not a lot of people are having. Absolutely. Uh, Karen, I want to thank you for your work you're doing in helping to make divorce a more civil and affordable process for everybody. Thank you, Mandy, for having me. And that is that is the goal, I think, for, for both of us, is to help people get through this tough time in the best way possible. Right. And listeners, um, don't forget to check out Karen's Divorce Toolkit. It's on her website. And Karen, can you give that website one more time? Yes, it's KarenCovey.com. And I will put that link on the show page and in the synopsis on my blog for the show. Um, I'm going to avoid that trap of trying to say whether divorce with minor children is harder than adult children. The reality is that they're just both, they can both be very difficult and very complex. I would encourage you to be conscious that your divorce will absolutely affect your adult children and it will affect each of them differently. You know your children, you know how to handle them, but I think most critically, What's important is to still take the high road. Don't over-involve, don't over-share with your children and don't put them in a position of having to choose between you and their other parent. I want to thank you for listening today. There'll be a synopsis of this conversation posted to my blog, SinceMyDivorce.com and you can follow me on Twitter and Facebook as SinceMyDivorce. I hope you'll join us next time for more conversations about divorce.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 